Welcome to the White Lotus. Welcome to um, a just a not a just like that podcast. We have scrapped <laughs> them. We don't like these girlies anymore. We are White Lotus girlies only now. White Lotus stands forever. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the White Lotus and we're going to talk about season two specifically and especially the finale that came out today. No heads up, there's going to be spoilers. So many spoilers. So many spoilers. We're going to give it all away. So if you don't know who dies, who dies, plural, singular, then look away now. <laughs> um, that's your warning. So It is. Let's get it. See, so like, the White Lotus is so good. I mean, this is like the best TV show I think I've ever watched in my life. Right. So are you on, because obviously HBO I think because Max. of this last episode... Have you watched stuff like Succession and stuff like, like other TV yeah, shows that yeah, have become yeah. really big? And yeah. do you think it's better than shows I that I've never really got into Succession because okay. there's too many men. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so fair. That's so fair. But yeah, I see like a lot of people comparing it to like Succession. I always think like, um, like before recording this, I saw a tweet that was like, HBO is so good still at letting pe- making people sit down communally and watch a show together like it'll be on a streaming site but like everyone was like manically watching it straight away and obviously with the time difference here like I had to like watch it whilst I was getting ready for work um (laughs) so um it's really funny that they've still got that grip on like television culture and they've done it since like the 90s obviously with Sex and the City not so mature than just like that but they've definitely hit the Hit the up uh, HBO Max. Like, where would we be? Yeah, there's a few things coming out as well that just seem really exciting. They've just got some really cool things, but this is not a HBO Max uh, advert. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the White Lotus. Um, going, why do you think it's the best TV show of all time? And do you think this season's better than the last season? Um, I think this season is better than last season. I'm not sure if it's like the best TV show of all time, but it's definitely the best TV show in the past like ten years or something. I think it's just like a really well, like a really interesting character interrogation of like one part of society that we never see. And then I think that creates such a, like an interesting format in itself. And then there's so much layered on top of that as well. Character backgrounds and then these different character backgrounds like merging it, like crashing in into each other in this hotel where they, the ho- like a hotel like symbolizes like it brings so many people together and people's um people are like more relaxed on holiday and like are open to like new things and um I think that definitely like, brings out people's characters way more and like the uber wealthy be- like become these like incredible like egotistical narcissist and like mm-hmm. it's yeah it's just like a perfect format to um, create a TV show on I think yeah agreed that they I just think they do the arcs quite well like if you like you said it's just these rich people and narcissists coming together like it's actually just really small predicaments in their life but it just seems to be completely overblown and then the massive arc of it being set on the back of like something something like someone dying or like people dying it just makes it it gives it that like kind of sinister twist that it needs yeah um, no exactly so it's really so why did you prefer season two to season one before we go into depth with season two um i really don't know actually i think i know a lot of people have said the same i think there was just more going on like they were able to like 
leave the set a bit more. There was like oh, yeah. just tons tons of gays. Um, <laughs> the people like just the camp factor was a bit higher this season. I think. Yeah, that's true. It, did you think they were just better looking as well this season? Oh yeah, season? I think that is it actually. Yeah, the last season the main guy was pretty minging. That's so true, and it's also like the dad, the the kid who sleeps on the fucking beach every episode. Yeah, and then there was no one really that good looking. Well, the girl. Yeah, there's there. no one like really aspirational as well in that season. Yeah, it was. Um, I think what they did, they made it more serious last season. Like the, the kind of like the troublesome bit kicked in a bit sooner in the season. Like the yeah. whole thing with like stealing the necklace. But with this season, it was a bit of more of a slow burner. So you kind of felt you were kind of rooting for people in one episode and rooting for less people in the other. Like it kind of was always changing across seven episodes versus like in season one, it just like flipped with the big twist. You're like, oh my God, I hate Sydney Sweeney more than I hated it before. Yeah, so. I think um, I think this season's, I think I would like this season more as well because like the working class people like have more fun than the season before. Yeah. Like the season before though, like... Um, like one dies, one goes to prison, and like there's one like Lucia's like just oh spoiler, <laughs> Lucia's just scammed fifty k from this Hollywood exec's son, and like that last scene like before we get into it is just like chef's kiss like it's so much fun like everyone's so happy. Oh my god, um, yeah! Like compared to the last scene, well the last kind of in the last episode with um. Obviously, we adore Tanya, Jennifer Coolidge, but what she yeah. did to uh, the masseuse, the person who worked in the spa, exactly. was so rude. And it's just kind of like um, contrasting that ending with this ending with Lucia and Mia. Um, it's yeah. like, finally, the working class have won. Yeah, um, no, exactly. So it worked out. And there's someone else in this season that it worked out for as well. Um, I say like someone like Jack, but we can come to that in a little bit. And, like, I guess Portia as well. She got, like, a free holiday and she had, like, a fucking great time. <laughs> I could do... This whole podcast could be about Portia, especially how she dresses. Um, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Before the episode started, who do you think would, would like you was going to die? Because that was the big thing, wasn't it? Like, who who done it? I really... Oh, like, I really don't know who I thought I would die. Um, I had, like... I was, like, maybe the prostitutes, but then I was, like, I don't think Mike White would um put women... It, like I don't think he would, would show people women being killed like in a really violent way I felt I, like I just knew the deaths would be kind of like last season where it's like accidental and silly got you yeah um so I guess it could have been anyone maybe Aubrey Plaza or no way Jennifer Coolidge I think there was only I think it was actually really only those two that I really figured or maybe the two um, frat boys like Ethan and Leo James whatever his character's name is. Oh, yeah it was just <laughs> he was just there to look pretty at one point um I thought it was gonna be uh Jack or it was gonna be Quentin oh yeah Jack makes more sense yeah, yeah. I just thought there was gonna be some like brawl or something like that like booze induced or like coke induced like fight yeah that would end up with them in the sea Oh my god! Like, I just, I just have to go to the scene in the final episode where um, <laughs> Jennifer Gills is on, <laughs> on the yacht, and Portia calls her. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> so shall we? I think going into that first because it's so stupid. Like it, just the way 
because I know when we were watching it, like you were, t- I was texting you and texting me, like um, you were just like, it's really eerie, and I think we both felt really anxious today. So we watched this episode, and it was just really eerie. Like it was kind of like it was plodding such along. an eerie episode. Yeah. It was like a seventy-five minute episode, and I was kind of texting you like, oh, it's like forty minutes in. There's nothing really going on. It's just kind of like twisting a little bit like just oh just stabbing you a little bit like death by a thousand cuts with these little things happening and then there'd just be these like sensational scenes on the yacht with just like general coolidge trying to have a conversation <laughs> and then obviously the penny dropping um just really well done just then it it's so well done what, it's so funny what was your favorite part on the yacht <laughs> i think when she like goes up <laughs> the driver and she's like <laughs> I was like I already knew I was like he can't speak English and then she's just telling him like everything that's happening and it's like oh it, it's so like tragic was so funny I like couldn't breathe it was so funny <laughs> what was what was your favourite part my I think my favourite part was when she finally like told Portia that she'd seen like the uncle and the nep- nephew in quotation marks like getting it on and then just the penny dropping that she's like so I originally <laughs> thought the prenup would have been if she cheated on Greg so I thought it was like yeah. because she'd slept with that like guy in the party that it was kind of the prenup was done I didn't realise death was going to be the thing so realising with her that she's going to die in the hands of these like really like really random gay men that she met yeah. on the day um, I just really felt it and I was like, this is wild. And then obviously then both two fucking idiots figuring it out, just think it's sensational. Just really funny. It was like, it was at the perfect balance of being like, like tragic, but like so funny. So you weren't like, it wasn't like horrible to watch. It was so, it was so funny. It was... She's just like such an incredible like character actress. Like it's so yeah Impressive. i think it's really funny as well because the way they kind of told the story like on the backdrop of the <laughs> opera and the old wives tales about women killing themselves on these rocks and like really like torturous like really in-depth stories and then you're seeing it in real time with her going through this torturous moment but she just makes it so funny and just so <laughs> silly the way she's running around this yacht in these stupid pyrex heels um just botox to the gods i just thought it was g- genius yeah, I feel like it's a way more realistic version of something tragic happening because, like, <laughs> the real world is just, like, really stupid and funny and, like, depressing. So, like, something like that would, like, it wouldn't be, like, a, like a Hollywood film or something. Like, you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Like... And, like, it can't be sinister because she's so slow. Like, how long it took for her to realise like, it was Greg <laughs> in that photo. And also, like, when Mateo was crying, when she was leaving, like, um, they were like, oh, Mateo's got to stay, blah, 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 blah. And for her to be that slow, but then for them to be that slow, like they're just not very sinister. Yeah. It's just so clunky and funny. It's just like a really hatch job. I wonder how many women they have like done this to. Because <laughs> like when Jack was like, they have nothing but house parties with just old women. It's like fucking hell. They're just killing these old women or whatever they're doing to them all the time. But actually, that's a really fair point there because the way that Jack. But so obviously when he's obviously got kidnapped Portia for a little bit and he's in the car and he finally like gives up what's going on he's like yeah. oh once you get to the hotel you've got to lay low then goes to the airport and really hams it up as this really dangerous thing but we never really saw mm. that dangerous part from the game mafia yeah. <laughs> it was just really silly that's the only thing that's like oh would they really find Portia and kill her or I know I was like when they like mentioned the mafia I was like 
really? Like these gays? This is so weird. And especially, I thought mafia is like probably an Italian Sicilian thing. I can't imagine this random from like Cambridge and then his mates from like yeah. the mainland, like like France, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are a mafia. It just made me laugh. Or maybe it's just like they're just so young that they just think they're. It's really sinister. Actually, it's not. It's just mm. some gays who want loads of money to fuel their lifestyle. <laughs> I just have the quote of like Jennifer <laughs> when Jennifer Coolidge says, "Well, <laughs> um, he was kind of fucking his uncle." I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I just could not contain myself. It's so funny, like as if she still let him her hang out with him after. So why did you tell her? Like, it's so funny. Um, it's. They're both useless. It's really useless. I just think they're really funny. Um, yeah, I love the um, line when she was like, this is what happens when I have personal assistants. They become my boss and like I take their like actions and stuff. It's <laughs> like, oh my God, she's such a good character. She's just wild. No, nothing, you think you know that character as well. So she's the character who's been over two seasons. You think you know her, but she is just unpredictable. Something and just, else, yeah. Because sometimes she's really intelligent and she stumbles across some really interesting things like Quentin and Jack. And then sometimes yeah. she just reads the room like awfully. <laughs> and it just makes for the really like a really funny storyline. Um, yeah, like the last season when she was like really empathetic and was like, oh, we'll open the massage parlor and I. And she's like, rich people do some fucked up shit and stuff. And then, like, <laughs> her, he, she herself is like, awful. <laughs> you put me a bit. Um, so, should we, should we jump into her jumping off the boat? And obviously, or should we come back to Oh, her? no, let's save the. Let's save the. Cool. Okay. Demise. So, in the, in, whilst. So, we'll head back to the. Which I think was probably the most boring storyline this episode. Uh, yeah. Actually, no, interesting. I think the. Ethan, Harper, Daphne and Cameron thing really ran its route and it was just kind of longed out and Ethan, even though I adore Ethan, he was really grinding my gears this episode because he just kept walking around with like a chip on his shoulder. Um, yeah. It was just getting a bit boring and I just felt like that was just going on in the background um, when I actually wanted to know more about Tanya and Portia. Yeah, the thing is, I think I've watched too many TikToks and like, I've like built on like this is gonna happen in the last episode. Like um somebody made up this theory like Aubrey Plaza's character pretended to like leave the door ajar got and like you. did all these things to like make it look like she got with um Leo James. And then um so then when he was confronting her, I thought she was gonna like laugh and be like, I did it just to fuck with you because you like guess like gaslight me. Yeah. Um, but then when it was like, oh, she did like kiss him, and she was like, it was like, I don't know, I was like, oh, I actually preferred the TikTok theory of her like just fucking with his head or something. Yeah, that's so true because it was kind of like, was she playing like a long game, and actually she wasn't. She actually just fell for Cam, like Cameron got his way in the end. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a bit of a shame because you kind of like rooting for Harper. Um, you kind of on her side because Ethan comes across as the guy's been like cheated on, blah blah blah. But actually, he was really misogynistic the way he was just approaching the whole thing, like not believing her. Um, yeah. And also, he did kiss Mia in the in the scenes that they're having the party. Like, obviously, it was not confiscated, yeah, exactly. but there was something going on. And then, um, I don't know. I just think it's really immature. Like, he's got the problem with not giving her the intimacy she wants, so he can't kick off if she's like gone for intimacy elsewhere. So it's really yeah, interesting no, it's to see like the meek and mild male of the the story was actually he was showing signs of it as well. 
but I just felt it got a yeah. bit whiny. And like compared to Daphne, who's just kind of, I think everyone's just said Daphne's like the star of the show. Like the way mm, you thought she, she came across so well at the end. Yeah, like A, her act, the actress who plays her is just like amazing. Like the way you can mm. just see all the emotions in her face. And then B, like you just think she's like this like really like ooh, ooh, aloof kind of like blonde woman, but actually she's got everything figured out. Like she could like play yeah. Harper, Cameron, Nathan, like again and again. Um, I I wrote in my notes I was like Daphne has like a real queer sensibility about like relationships and she's like like it's so interesting and like she's just like can compartmentalize things like so well and like have kids with another man and just be like yeah that's so true like she was able to balance it up like the way when she felt hurt she knew that she could balance it in a way that made her feel better or kind of made fair it was fair in her mind but with everyone else like it felt like with Ethan and Harper they were trying to be fair and actually they're trying to like like, stick to strict monogamy and then just making a pure mess of it yeah Um, but yeah and it was interesting how like after what we assume is um what's his name God, I, I don't think anyone remembers anyone's name on the show. When um e- no, when Ethan um like potentially sleeps with Daphne at the end. Oh yeah. That like that sets him free to then sleep with Aubrey Plaza. Like So do you think he slept what do you think he slept with her? Yeah, I think so. Like because I was just rewatching it and I was like, no, I think Daphne's just like like sweet but then I was like oh no they, I think they've definitely fucked like that's why he's like interested in sex again I think they did and I think it's I think she did it because she was upset at Harper because like she was like Harper you're like my only friend I've got blah 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 I don't think yeah, she slept true. with him because of Cameron she slept with him because she was really upset that she thought Harper was her friend and then she needed yeah. to kind of like get her back for that but um and then someone made a really interesting point online like the porn that Ethan was watching was kind of like was looked more like Daphne then it looked oh, like Harper. So that was like a little small tidbit. I was like, oh, interesting. So and it's obviously like you probably want what you can't have kind of thing that makes it more alluring. Mm, um, yeah. But other than that, there was nothing. Like, like you said, I was in TikTok hole as well. So I thought like Cameron was going to, it's going to be exposed that he's skin. That's why he's never played Lucia back. Yes. That's why it's all just a facade. Like he lost all his money to Bitcoin because that's just what we going to about. Yeah. And then like Daphne and um, him were going to like scam um Aubrey Plaza and uh yeah <laughs> why can I not remember the name and Ethan out of money or something like I thought the whole show like everyone was gonna get scammed in a way yeah I thought that as well so when it just got to the point that Ethan was just running around in the waves and then Cameron was just looking pretty and then there was nothing really going on. I was like oh that's a bit of a waste of a storyline because they were kind of building up something um yeah I think they it, it, like it resolves well in the end yeah like, I I thought it was like good that um like I don't know like I felt like real it was like a realistic um him and Aubrey like Plaza getting back together yeah and also it was kind of interesting to see like how they got there on the boat like they were just like judging Cameron and uh Daphne for being like lovey-dovey and then in the airport they kind of turned into couples they kind of turned into a couple that they well she despised yeah that's so true they're all so good looking though so oh my god they are so hot oh my god um, like Theo James's body's fucking mad, and Ethan's body, whatever his name is. Oh God, I really can't remember. Theo James's character's camera. Camera. Um, they've all got beautiful. They all look like all Beef Lives looked gorgeous in this last episode. That pink dress was to die for. It's like stunning. Yeah, she looked really, really, really good. Um. So yeah, that's there's just not really a lot to say about those four apart from they no, look. No, it cute. was like a good. 
Yeah, but it's like an interesting like character uh, look into like straight monogamous relationships, I guess, yeah. and like the complexities around that. Um, it's also interesting to see like um, people who come across as like there were like people are like really insecure and deep and stuff. Like there was come across as quite like. You know, it cut that bit out. I was going to say something, but I can't be bothered. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, though. Like, they come across kind of, like, insincere and rude, but also, like, really endearing as well. Yeah, like, it, I just think the Daphne character was just great. Like, you just thought she was, like, arm candy, and, like, Cameron had his way with her, but actually, like, she was the one controlling the relationship, like, with the kids that we discussed last yeah. episode. To, like... And, like, when they showed the kids on the camera as well, and they're, like, bright blue eyes <laughs> yeah, and, but, and like you can just tell like you've seen like Daphne uncomfortable through the whole season and seen these t- t- some home truths and then in that scene you could just see Cameron is just so uncomfortable with having to take that call with those kids because like he yeah. must know deep down that they're not his kids they're like the personal trainers so yeah. it's finally like nice to see that like and glamorous like he's he's flossing he's just kind of like not him usual like usual, usual self so it's like nice to see the other side of their relationship yeah it was yeah, it was a good, it was a good way to end the. I can't imagine them bringing them that those characters back because I was like, I was trying to think. I was like, who could they bring back? And then everyone on Twitter is like, they need to bring back Jennifer Coolidge as Jennifer Coolidge is like step <laughs> like um, twin sister or something. Because like I can't really imagine anyone else coming back. Like I would love Aubrey Plaza, but the that for that for the dynamic of all weren't very funny like yeah i really think i really enjoyed um lucia and mia's like kind of like mischievous presence and you can kind of see that yeah. happening but i don't think they'd get out of sicily if i'm honest no no um nice. why would you you just got 50k like you could buy gorgeous little villa which leads us seamlessly onto which i would say probably i don't know that these three men who are you know albie's name <laughs> these friends <laughs> these three random men three generation uh, of that granddad and albie um the granddad's apparently called bert which did not know at all that was a complete surprise to me when i googled that 20 minutes ago did they ever say his name I don't think but I do you ever watch Mythic Quest on Apple <laughs> TV he's like the writer on Mythic Quest so I think I just thought his uh, name was his name in that of, uh, no I've not seen him it's 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 fine yeah I really like this what did you think story about line? this storyline I thought it was so well done um and like everyone on Twitter was like oh they're super super toxic men and like really and then I was like at the end of it I was like I don't I was like, I don't think Albie's actually that bad. Like, I kind of thought no maybe way. at the end he would have been. I don't know. I kind of expected like something bad. Like, I don't know. But then when he was like, "Oh, I got coined at the end," like, <laughs> and then I was like, "Well, you didn't really." Like, we all knew what you were signing up for. Like, yeah, he must have known deep down. Like, yeah, I think he's just like a sensitive, insecure like student who doesn't really know. See, this is what I thought, but then I was thinking about it. There was like, because I think he got to the airport scene where that they this lovely, like, gorgeous woman walks past him, and all three of them turn yeah, and around. Yeah, all three of them look. And around, I was like, yeah. well, is that that's kind of implying that he's just like his dad and granddad, just, but and they've not changed. Yeah, like, that, that's just like Pete, like kind of like the entry point of misogyny, just like kind of like just looking at a woman like that, like staring at her, like yeah. But and then especially when Albie was like, oh, I've already put in a good word for you, Dad, and it's like. 
your dad's not changed. Like, your dad's still an asshole. Yeah. Like, you're just, and like, this is so fucked up. He's getting away with it again. And that's the deeper thing. Like, he threw his mum into the bus. Like, he's lying to his mum and manipulating yeah. his mum into thinking that his dad's changed when his dad hasn't changed. And, like, that's the deeper level of it. Like, A, she gave birth to you, she's your mum. B, like, you're supporting that behaviour that your dad's kind of exhibited for the past, like, few decades or however long it's going on for. But, like, um, it's just a realistic way of... Like, just, like, realistic portrayal of, like, the uber-wealthy. Like, you're never going to turn down... Like, you just would, just, like, accept somebody who's awful like that if they're, like, that rich. You just would. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it was kind of a bit like Sydney Sweeney's character last season because, like, she was all, like, um really into her, like, her kind of social justice, blah, blah, blah. Like, reading all those really intense books. Like, a lot mm. of our people of our generation are in that Gen Z. But then she'd just be a complete and utter cow and be so mean. And I feel like Albie's yeah. like that. Like, he came across as, like, oh, really cute and loves everyone and, like, easygoing. Yeah. But actually, like, he was, like, deep down, he was actually going against what you're trying to portray. Um, yeah, that's so true. And also, that makes me... Uh, I read a tweet earlier that was, like, everyone is, like, slating Portia and, like, laying into Portia and how she dresses. But, like, everyone on Twitter <laughs> is Portia. Like, stop thinking that like, you're Lucia or stop thinking that you're Daphne when you are all Portias. Like, we're oh all, God, like... Yeah. We all There's nothing wrong with that. being a Portia. I don't we're all know, just TikTok but... sheep. Yeah, who were... In... She dresses how I used to dress at uni. No, didn't know. She dresses, like, what I imagine, like, Carrie Bradshaw would wear a uni or something like oh my god that's so true what a crossover episode maybe Portia could <laughs> Always be bringing it back. Portia's gonna be Carrie's new assistant if anyone if Carrie gave uh Portia that ugly Louis Vuitton bag I think Portia could actually carry it off so oh my god that's so true if anyone can yeah it'll be her um oh god, totally. so what do you think are you happy with how that wrapped up in terms of how they got frauded um, yeah, I really like the whole. I really like the um, the whole story arc. Like, I, I think they're terrible, but like, I think it was just it ended so well. It was like obviously none of these men are going to have any consequences because they never do. But like, women always end up <laughs> getting fucked over. Like Tanya, yeah. um, snug marry avoid at the granddad dad or the son. Snug marry avoid. Oh, I think that's so obvious. Is it? Like, I don't know. Oh, no, actually. <laughs> no, actually. I it's... would avoid, I'm not sure if I'd avoid the dad or the granddad. No, I'd avoid the granddad, I think, yeah. The dad's just a bit too intense and serious. But, like, you could just marry him and then he'll just fuck other people and you can be like, yay! Oh, yeah, that prenup. Exactly, you need to think like Daphne. That is true. Okay, yeah. And then see with Ali. But, yeah. Oh. I don't know. Oh, yeah. no, when you say it out loud, it's a bit dry. Yeah. Yeah, maybe just sleep with a dad and then marry Albie because you'll, you'll get that money anyway. No, he has so much to do with. Like, no, actually, yeah. See, it's a d- deeper question than... No, I'll just I'll just sleep with Albie. He's cute. <laughs> um, do you think, like, so Lucia... Have... I was just thinking, I have this theory. What um, if, like, um, uh, Lucia's actually related to them because like they're all from oh, my... oh she's not from Sicily though is she I don't know but there was this thing because I was confused about the whole like outing thing and like they were saying that she staged it she staged it with that guy uh... um, because she didn't want to have to meet that family and maybe it's because mm. like, they would have seen straight through her or blah 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 but I didn't God, imagine if they are, are actually related and like he's just fucked her like his <laughs> 
niece and Albie's just fucked his cousin or something. See, that's kind of what I want. Like, I felt like with some of the stories, like maybe with like Cameron and that, and then with story, I needed just an extra bit of like, like juice, juice, or like a bit of like, oh, a little a bit pepper. of a stinger, yeah. Um, <laughs> like it was a stinger, like how much money? But then, like, I didn't feel like it was a bad stinger because I think that the dad Dominic needed a bit of a. Like, I'm glad that the fifty thousand euro got stolen off him, or taken off him. Yeah, kind of thing, and it doesn't sound like it's a big thing. Like, imagine a cost a night at the White Lotus would cost you that much money. Oh yeah, oh so, yeah, that's true. Um, it felt Especially like it needed like something rooms. like extra to like kind of like like. Also, why was the granddad there at one point? It's just like he the, he did that one episode where you kind of saw that he kind of instilled that kind of misogynistic kind of like oh vile kind of mentality yeah. into his son and maybe his grandson. But like he didn't really do much after that. He just fell over a few times. And... Yeah, he didn't really do anything. He was kind of harmless, though. Kind of, I don't know. I don't think like the granddad was like that bad. He was just like an old man. Like he was, yeah, is a bit creepy. He was like. on the other side of it. But he was like kind of charming. Yeah. Yeah, and he made Mia uh, go and get her dreams. Exactly. So made up for cheating on his wife all those years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought I thought they were. They were nice. Nice, lovely men. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I've, next time I go on All Inclusive, I'm going to look for three men in a row and see if I can scam 50,000. Go to Grand Canaria. Oh my God, my next All Inclusive, I won't be able to survive. I'll just be on edge the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, actually, just speaking about the ending for those characters, like you said, like something spicy uh, should happen. I feel like last season the ending was so funny because it was like he died like the receptionist died spoiler alert <laughs> and then um uh the other guy got arrested like it was just like like two dramatic things happening at once and it was like really really funny but it was so funny how jennifer coolidge died but like it did need like maybe like something else like really dramatic happening to someone whereas like yeah. i'll be given her 50k he kind of must have known in the back of his mind like she was gonna Bounce. Yeah, like I feel like that scene actually when her and Mia walking through like the road in Sicily, like that was just re- like that was good. That was a good twist because it's kind of like oh, oh my god, it was so it was nice, just so well done. But like in the last season, like with um the whole thing with the theft, like what I found was really well written about that was how the family came together after the traumatic incident, and you could just see like yeah. the mate, like, um he'd come on holiday with them, just like just seeing this white family strive now after this like trauma that she tried to inflict yeah, on them. and then so like seeing grim. the gap between like race and kind of wealth um in real time and there was like that was a yeah. real like subtle repercussion from the like, the big action that happened and i don't feel like that kind of happened that much with some of the storylines here yeah it definitely um, didn't tap into race as much like. yeah um actually there wasn't much of a difference with race in this season was there it was mostly just no. like yeah yeah quite eurocentric oh yeah there was not really any people of colour Aubrey no. Plaza's like 25% Spanish but yeah she's like quite a, like half Puerto Rican is she 0.2% Ashkenazi Jew apparently as well oh yeah <laughs> um okay so um finally we're getting to the bit that we all want to talk about which is who died <laughs> <laughs> wait is that all the is that all the storyline? I think no. Oh, obviously. Oh no. Sorry, the hotel manager, so Valentina, Valentina. Uh, uh, that yeah, was Valentina. sweet. So comparing the last hotel manager debacle compared to like this one, I was like, oh, they gave her quite a sweet storyline. 
Yeah, um, it was so good. And I think she had some of the best lines. Like the Peppa Pig line is Peppa Pig. genius. It's like, is it? I'm trying to be Monica Vitti. Yeah, <laughs> Peppa Pig. So good. Um, also, I didn't realize on that Monica Vitti thing. Um, the scene where Aubrey Plaza's walking through the um, like when the, her and Daphne go away, and all the men are staring at her. Oh, that yeah, is yeah. taken from a film that Monica Vitti was in and you can see the side yeah, by side yeah, and it's just yeah. really well it's so perfect just so, and I think that's actually another thing that they did quite well in this series it just seems a bit more theatrical and um, referencing all those kind of old Italian like Sicilian films that you could watch yeah it's like the perfect way to like visualise a film like that people can have these like really rich references because it has like so many rich references like, yeah I feel like Mike like this just proves that gay men just need to write more TV shows, like Sex and the City. Like, they understand toxic masculinity, like, really, really well. They understand, like, women well. And, like, I feel like White- Mike White has just, like, done such a, like, a good character um, analysis of each and everyone, like, each and every subset of, um, like, people's, like, personalities and stuff. Like, I'm just like please more gay men it's also right tv shows like it's yeah so it's like kind of like picking up on these really eccentric parts of people's um personality and then making mm. a story off that instead of like making it off like what you expect how to, how you expect people to act um how you expect to reach people to act and go yeah. with the, the unexpected versus like what would make more sense um so and like because he must have seen so many rich like uber wealthy people like in his time and just been like this is fucking gold yeah like even like for example like the two us like mia and lucha like they were the same kind of background and stuff but they were operating in such different ways and something like um mia just wanted to play the piano in a hotel bar like yeah. <laughs> something as small as that but it was so just it made up for a really good storyline and loads of little things happened off that kind of need yeah. to play that piano um, yeah. And there's some really good scenes. Oh, God, so good. So, um, so <laughs> we let's go back to the... Actually, no, let's go back to Palermo where uh, Portia is with Jack. And Jack's just like, hey, how the hell is he driving around when he's like literally got like an ivy drip of a Peroni oh, yeah. like, constantly getting into his bloodstream? We all know you. We all drive a bit bad when you're a little, yeah, but little bit over. Just like he's pickled at this point. He's like boosting through, and, through. Um, and then obviously she wakes up to not having a phone. Um, and I think she's just she's major ick alert at the moment. She's just got the biggest it's, ick of her life. Yeah, she played it so well. Like her facial expressions like slowly changing. So yeah, it was like uh, it was so funny. Like her and the village were like neither of them were able just to be like. I went out of this situation right now, just yeah. be assertive. And then, like, it obviously leads to, like, Tanya's, like, Jennifer Coolidge's, like, ultimate demise. It's so funny. It's like people are so awkward to not, like, get out of these awful, like, situations and just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I'll just die. With her as well, I kind of got this sense of, like, trauma porn. Like, she was secretly kind of enjoying the chaos of it. Cause that's what she was saying, like, in the early episodes, that like, she was just really wanting, like, life to be more exciting. So you could just see she was like, what the hell's going on? kind of just like I want to go home I want my phone but at the same time kind of like enjoying it a little bit like being like it's one for yeah. the autobiography like one for the memoir I think she's enjoying it until she found out that he fucked his oh, yeah. quote <laughs> mark 
Like that, I think that took like a real downward turn for her. Uh, yeah, like I, I never, like I never thought she was gonna die. Like I don't think anyone was invested enough in her death. No, she's such a clunky character that she it wouldn't be too much of a loss if she died. I don't think. Yeah, like she was well, so like written so so well. Like, but, like no one. So cared. well, all the only thing that I got a bit scared was that the car scene where he just stops the car. I was yeah, like, this could go yeah, both yeah. ways. I was like, she just needs to jump into that driver's seat and drive off. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like you would just jump in the like in the drive-in seat or just like jump out and run or something like yeah i guess you just drive away yeah and it's just like why is she standing there like yeah so funny also i wanted to know like the thing that i didn't really like the only thing i didn't really like about the storyline with like tanya and portia and the the gays um was that they didn't really answer some of the questions and they had the most interesting questions like with quentin and greg like the whole jack situation like they didn't wrap that up which is fair like sometimes a good story just needs to be wrapped up but i was more like that was the thing that was making me really intrigued and it didn't really get answered it was so funny when jennifer college just like explained everything that was going on like in a such a succinct way it was like <laughs> how did she figure this out so quickly it was so funny <laughs> Um, and also, I'm surprised that they kind of let her have her private phone calls. I'm surprised they weren't kind of like... Yeah, and then, like, I realised, I was like, oh, this is why Greg was so pissed off poor she was there. Because, mm-hmm. like, she's obviously going to be, like, an obstacle that you're going to have to get past. And I was like, oh, that makes sense now. Yeah, it was... And also, I just need to know why he compared them to a mafia. They're not... I just want to know, like, what how, yeah. how bad were they that they that they how bad could they get in terms of what they do to those two ladies so much if they like next season they just make it all about the mafia or something it'd be so like so no. and also like when when, when Tanya grabs the bag and goes into the room because she's plucked on <laughs> and she takes the stuff out of the bag it's so comical what's in the like duct tape some random rope <laughs> so and like funny. a really like shishy like little little like cheek gun <laughs> It's just it's so, so good. It's like, and it's like, these people are not as mean and evil as everyone's making out. This is just comical at this point. Um, it was so funny. Like, but they were definitely going to kill her. Like, I thought they were also, like, when she took that stuff out the bag, I was like, oh, I thought they were going to do, like, a really ceremonial, like, kind of, like, a, yeah. like kill her, embalm her, like, put her in a dress with flowers and, like, let her float across the sea. I didn't think they'd just like duct tape her mouth, shoot her in the head, and just drop her over edge. Oh um, my god, that's so funny. I was expecting a bit more decorum from Quentin and Clan. So. Yeah. And like, it doesn't really make sense still why that guy slept with her either. Like, it's so funny. Um. Yeah. It loads to think about. But, but it's just funny anyway. Like, but it all was, it all made up for it when the shooting scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I think that's a, I think that is generally the funniest thing that I've like ever seen on TV I, or probably like yeah. film or something it was so good I usually hate gore but I would literally go on YouTube later and watch that on loop before I go to bed I screamed it was so funny <laughs> what did you think of so obviously she shot everyone and my, one of my favourite bits of that scene was when she's like is Greg cheating on me to like <laughs> blood like gushing out of his every crevice um that's it was just like the quickness of it and like how it was like in silence like it was just like and her facial expressions <laughs> as well like oh my god and like the camera angles and everything it was just like so dramatic and but against her like face like oh my what? god so, so at that point did you think she was gonna die or do you think that was the end of it 
I I know I kind of thought I was like I feel like Mike why wouldn't show a woman be like violently killed like but I didn't know what the twist would be but there was such a good twist see I was really getting stressed out because I was like what's gonna happen because she's gonna get arrested I was just looking at her holding the gun like the prints are all over the gun I don't think she's clever enough to like put it in like Quentin's hand or that like one of the other guys's hand and frame it as like some random murder suicide so I was like oh my god as soon as she gets off that boat she's going to be arrested what's going to go on and this is all going on in my mind (laughs) that she's going to be arrested and she's still going to leave some money to Greg and then I heard that of her head like smashing against the boat I was like right okay so didn't need to get that stressed out about Tanya getting arrested (laughs) by Sicilian police (laughs) yeah that ending was like phenomenal it's the noise there's just something really funny about a really dull loud noise <laughs> yeah that's true um i don't think it could have really ended in another way like i think everyone is so upset that her character's gone but like it was like a perfect way to end up to end that arc i was kind of so i didn't really follow the pr before this series um but i didn't think she was going to come back so it felt like a brucey bonus that she was in this second season yeah yeah and, exactly um it did feel like we we're maybe getting a bit spoiled to have her in a third one yeah, I think, like, you need to keep it, like, interesting, like, as much... Like, I think we just need Jennifer Coolidge in more TV shows. Like, Mike White just needs to have a TV show with her in, like, a basically similar role in some other thing. Um, but I was saying this to you earlier, like, in that Lisa Kudrow um, show that she did, The Comeback, that was, like, everyone adored. Yeah. It was really un- criminally underrated, but I feel like she would be so good in, like, a show like that. Just, like, a Kirby enthusiasm style, like, that kind of kind yeah close-to-reality show. Um. Because her, like, it feels like her personality this... in real life and on on TV is blurred anyway, so it works quite well. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, this was such a good TV show. I'm really sorry. I don't know what we're going to watch now. It got us through such a just December, December. Oh my God, imagine if the next season it's like Albie and Portia go on holiday together. I know, I was thinking about <laughs> I'd hate that. <laughs> be the most boring characters. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to bring it back, like... Do you think they'll bring it back with, like, Greg or something? Oh, I don't know, because I really don't like Greg, because Greg kind of won. But what if Greg went to another White Lotus and there was... Who was... Um, what's, the car- what's the actress called who dies in Sex and the City? And she's like, I'm so bored I could die. But, like, if they brought somebody like that back and then he could just scam her, basically just recreating Jennifer Coolidge's character, like, constantly. It'd be so funny. But don't you think, like, with the White Lotus, like, all the characters come in, like, as a blank slate and then you're, like, kind of judging them throughout the episodes with Greg, you'd be like, I hate this person. Yeah. But, like, he was barely in this season, so I don't think you really need him in for the season. Yeah, that's true. Like, he was in a lot for the first series, but, like, he was, like, overshadowed so much. Um... Oh, Kristen Johnston. That was it. Because that was something so long. <laughs> um, I wonder what the next, like, obviously, like, the arc, like, what the big arc would be for the next one as well. Like, the... Yeah. Yeah, because this one was obviously about... I feel like it was more about class than, like, last season where it was a bit more about, like, class and race. Mm. I think, yeah, toxic masculinity. And, like, masculinity, definitely, yeah. And how, like, you can play that off against men. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, what is what struggle is there left in the oppression Olympics? I don't know. Honestly, babes. Um, I hope there's just more gays. Go- like, obviously, there's gonna be more gays. Like, 
It's so funny. Well, you had to wait. We had to wait quite a long time for a gay sex scene um, this season. It was um, yeah. So it's like episode end of episode five. Um, it was great. I'm really upset. Like I really want to watch it again. Got it. Tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I've already watched it twice. Uh, what is well? Apparently, the next season there's a rumor. Well, not a rumor, but he said he wants to do it like in every different like continent. So like. In Asia, and he was at maybe Japan or something. Oh, like a lost in translation vibe would be fun. I really enjoy that. I really hope it's not city based because I really enjoy this presence of the sea. Like I just feel the sea just does thing with the storyline. The music and the sea are like always at the top characters for me. Um, I hope um I hope Anna Faris is in it. (laughs) That would be so good. Actually, if anyone could take over Jennifer Coolidge's kind of like vibe for the, it would be Anna Faris. I think she's really good like that. Yeah, definitely. And also, she needs to make all that money so she doesn't have to keep taking Chris Pratt's Christian money. Mormon money. Hmm. (laughs) Fuck that MAGA. Any more for any more? No, I think we're done. Yeah, have you got a top three? What was your top? What was your top highlight of the whole season? Uh, Jennifer Coolidge, I think. Like Collins. Actually, what? Which one? No, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really got decide. Like just based on Jennifer Coolidge constantly, but yeah, I think actually Jennifer Coolidge when she calls Porsche she tells. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking the uncle! <laughs> I just could not contain myself. <laughs> What, what was yours? It was a tie between Peppa Pig and um, <laughs> when Jennifer Coolidge is on the back of the scooter. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's just really like, oh, no, when she's really, I just think that episode where she's kind of figuring out that Greg's possibly cheating on her. Yeah. And like, I just think that's a really funny episode. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Oh, well. Um, so next week we're going to do like a Christmas special. But um, we're gonna should we do a wrap up of this year like our favorite things that happened? Oh, yeah, then we could do what's really popular in TikTok at the moment is people doing like what they think is gonna happen next year. Um, well, we'll keep it top secret then. Cool, okay. Ciao from the White Lotus. Ciao, keep till safe. next season. Don't get scammed. Please, these gays, they're trying to murder me. Please.